The Dallas Cowboys had another shootout in week three, but fell short, losing 38-31 to the MVP frontrunner Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. The Cowboys come back to Arlington to face off against the 2-1 Cleveland Browns. I will cover what the Cowboys need to do to win, the matchup to watch, and what the team needs to do to fix their secondary. Next, on the wrap-up. Before we talk about the Browns, I want to talk about the seven-point loss in Seattle. This game was way closer than it should have been. The Cowboys secondary might just be the worst thing that I have ever seen, and in fact, they are historically bad. They have allowed a 126.6 passer rating through the first three weeks of the year, which is an NFL worst. They are 26th in yards allowed per game, 28th in passing yards allowed per game, 30th in points allowed per game, and 30th in pass plays of 20 plus yards. The Cowboys defense has allowed 77 points over the last two games and 97 points overall this season, which was the highest two-week total in franchise history and the most points they have ever allowed through the first three weeks. This was another poor outing from their secondary, but they were missing both Anthony Brown and Chidabe Awuzie. The secondary has given up 863 passing yards and 9 touchdowns. They only have one interception which shows an exact replica of last season's defense. These numbers have kept the Earl Thomas talks alive and likely will until he signs with a team. Thomas was brought in by the Texans but was not signed after the COVID breakout that happened with the Tennessee Titans. Texans coach Bill O'Brien was asked about not signing Thomas and here's what he had to say. And uh, yesterday, um, you know, early in the morning, we, we got a uh, we got a phone call from the league relative to Minnesota, Tennessee, uh, what was going on there with those two teams. So they just, you know, basically, hey, just relative to our game this Sunday. So we decided to we had a bunch of guys in here ready to work out. We said instead of keeping those guys hold up in a hotel, potentially, you know, to be there for several days. We didn't know at that point that uh, it was better for us to just cancel the workouts. We had several workouts. Earl Thomas is a hell of a player. Um, He's had a great career. And, you know, again, we had a bunch of guys in and we decided to cancel and, you know, we'll see how it goes, you know, moving forward, but that's really what it was. It's not, uh, it's not anything other than that. And, you know, got a lot of respect for Earl. Thomas has had a great career, but he relied heavily on Cam Chancellor in the Legion of Boom to create success for him. Thomas recently has posed a ton of locker room issues. In fact, that's why the Ravens cut him. In training camp, he punched his teammate Chuck Clark, which ultimately was the last straw for Baltimore. In Seattle, Thomas made it clear that he did not want to be there and was not willing to be a leader. Despite all of this, Fans still want Thomas in Dallas because he's a UT product and a hometown guy being from Orange, Texas. In my opinion, Earl Thomas isn't the answer. Sure, he will help the secondary, but I don't think he's worth the locker room issues that come with him. Dallas, however, does need to address their secondary if they want any shot at competing for a championship. The only thing that they have going for them is that they play in the worst division in the NFL, the NFC Least. Cowboys Vice President Stephen Jones was asked about bringing in talent, and here's what he had to say. 
does the team, do you anticipate bringing in any defensive backs or safeties to look at at all this week? Uh, not at this point, no. We've got, uh, hopefully, we've got some guys who are coming our way in terms of, uh, you know, guys coming off the three-week IR and really feel like, uh, you know, with what we have in our camp right now, had a couple guys we brought on the practice squad that made some headway last, last week that aren't quite ready, but Overall, feel like uh, we got the guys here on campus ultimately that can get the job done for us. You feel like what you have is enough? Do you enjoy seeing Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf score touchdowns with nobody around them? I mean, the only saving grace this secondary had was what would have been a 63-yard touchdown from DK Metcalf was a fumble out of the back of the end zone because he celebrated too early. Rookie Trayvon Diggs, who has easily been the best player that this team has had for a defensive back, was the guy that knocked the ball out of DK's hand when he went full Deshaun Jackson mode. Unfortunately, the team can't rely on one player to hold up their entire secondary, so they need to address this problem. So what options do the Cowboys have? Based on the offseason moves that Mike McCarthy made, it's clear that he likes guys that he's familiar with. That being said, I could see the team bringing back HaHa Clinton Dix before they sign Earl Thomas. HaHa was cut by McCarthy after he decided that Darian Thompson was good enough to start at safety, and he was clearly wrong. Another safety that's out there is Eric Reed. Reed spent the first five years of his career with the 49ers and played under Jim Thompsela, the Cowboys defensive line coach, in 2015. Reed had a career-high 130 tackles last season, but was cut by the Panthers because of his poor coverage. At corner, the Cowboys could bring in 37-year-old veteran Traymon Williams, who spent all of his career in Green Bay and won a Super Bowl with Coach McCarthy. Another guy the team could potentially sign is Prince Amukamura, who played with the Bears the past three seasons. The most likely signing that I could see the Cowboys making is 31-year-old Morgan Burnett, who played his first eight years with Mike McCarthy and played both free and strong safety for the Packers. Burnett is great in run coverage and has forced turnovers in six of his ten seasons in the NFL. Burnett is a little small for a safety but consistently forces sacks on safety blisses which Dallas used often last season with Jordan Lewis. The Cowboys defense has been abysmal this season, but one player has shined brightly, and that guy is someone that nobody expected, Alden Smith. Smith spent five years out of the league because of a ton of off-the-field issues which resulted in him entering rehab. Alden recorded three sacks against the Seattle Seahawks, which puts him in the lead for the most sacks in the NFL. Smith has shown that had he not missed five years, he could be in play for the NFL record for the most sacks in a career, which is held by Bruce Smith with 200. Alden began his career with the 49ers where he recorded 42 sacks in his first three seasons, which was more than Vaughn Miller and J.J. Watt in that same time frame. Despite all of his success, it still isn't enough. Defensive end Demarcus Lawrence has been virtually non-existent since signing his contract last season. Since signing his deal, Lawrence has only had five sacks and has not recorded one this season with his last coming against the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving. 
The Cowboys line has a tough test this week with the 6th ranked offensive line according to Pro Football Focus. The Browns took Alabama offensive tackle Jedrick Wills with the 10th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft and signed Jack Conklin to play right tackle. Conklin is the 11th ranked tackle in run blocking. Their guard Joel Batonio is 13th ranked guard since 2016 and their center J.C. Treader ranks 11th among centers over the past four seasons. The Browns running backs have a decent matchup against the Cowboys line that has struggled against the run. Listeners, remember to subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by simply searching The Wrap Up so you can stay updated on the latest in Dallas Cowboys news. Sunday's matchup is going to have a lot of head-to-head battles that I am super excited for. These are the ones you should watch. First is Trayvon Diggs versus Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. You guys are probably sick of me talking about Trayvon Diggs so much, but I don't really care. This guy is going to be a star. This is the first date that the Cowboys have with a sloppy quarterback. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield threw an interception in each of his first two games this year. Diggs had two great defensive plays last week. The first was forcing DK Metcalf to fumble the ball out the back of the end zone, and the second was an interception that was nullified by a penalty from Jordan Lewis. I'm sticking with the same claim I made from weeks one through three in saying that Trayvon Diggs will have his first NFL interception this week. The second one is Miles Garrett versus Brandon Knight or Zach Martin. So the Cowboys offensive line was given a break last week playing a defensive line that wasn't very good, and they still struggled. This week is going to be a very tough matchup, especially if Tyron Smith is out, but he should be ready to go as he has been involved in 11-on-11 drills. If Smith is back at left tackle, Brandon Knight will be moved to right tackle. If not, the Cowboys may play all-pro right guard Zach Martin there like they did last week, where he proved that he could be all-pro at the tackle position as well. Regardless of who is there, they will have their hands full with Miles Garrett, who is second in the league with three sacks and tied for first with two forced fumbles. The third matchup I'm keeping my eye on is Ezekiel Elliott versus the Browns defensive tackles and linebackers. The Browns linebacking unit was ranked 31st by Pro Football Focus after losing Joe Schobert in the offseason, but have only given up 94 rushing yards a game, which ranks 5th in the league. Much of this is the help of defensive tackle Sheldon Richardson, who is great at shedding blocks in run coverage. Ezekiel Elliott is coming off what may be his worst week of the year with only 34 rushing yards, which was a career low against Seattle. Elliott is looking to bounce back after a bad week, so break out the spoons and get ready to feed him. With that being said... It is now time for my keys to victory. Number one, the Cowboys need to attack and score quickly. This is something that they didn't do in the first three weeks of the year and that resulted in them falling behind rather quickly. 
The Browns defensive back Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams were limited participants in practice this week, which means they probably won't be 100% on Sunday, so Dak Prescott is going to need to attack those weaknesses with this league-best receiving core. Number two, the Cowboys need to force turnovers. Like I said earlier, this defense is historically bad and they need things to change now. They desperately need to force turnovers, which really shouldn't be that big of an issue considering they are going up against the worst quarterback that they have played yet this season. Number three, please stop turning the ball over. If the Cowboys don't want to keep playing from behind, they need to stop turning the ball over. The Cowboys are fifth in the league with six turnovers, the top four being the Eagles, Giants, Washington football team, and the Vikings. Many of these turnovers have been a result of the depleted offensive line, but if Dallas wants a statement win, they need to go turnover free. This is a game that Dallas should have no problem winning, but they're going to have their issues with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And, you know, Baker Mayfield, he's been struggling in these big games, which is a plus for the Cowboys' defense. But I expect another high-scoring game that will result in 30-plus points for the Cowboys. And I see Dak having over 375 yards and four total touchdowns. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 6 of The Wrap-Up. And listeners, make sure to tune in every Saturday for another episode of The Wrap-Up and subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm Alec Rapp, and this has been The Wrap-Up.